For more than 25 years, Atlanta has tuned into my straightforward financial advice. I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. My staff and I will give you fact-based, no-nonsense answers to your financial questions. To have your questions answered on the air, send them to me, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, June 8th, 2019. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... ...re in the dollar... ...it's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... ...it's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Monito. Good morning. What up, fam? You are listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, what up, fam? Why, why do I say that? I'm the hippest 52-year-old wannabe millennial <laughs> in the world. I mean, I've never ridden a bird it's it's kind of shameful. Never ridden a lime scooter, but one day I'm gonna roll in here with a beard, a jeep, and a and a, uh, a man bun, and nobody's gonna recognize me. But I'll be hip. Just learn how to chillax. Oh my word! Here we go. I haven't heard that in years. The, uh, years, John? How about that? Yeah, I'm only a couple of years behind. That's like 20 years behind. Uh, the voice you heard in the background is uh, none other than John Dixon. He uh, works in the Hensler, and uh, you're going to have to help me with that because I know it's a recent name change. Hensler CPAs and Advisors. CPAs and Advisors. There you go. So it's attached to Hensler Financial, um, and uh, John is a CPA, a CVA, and a CFP. Did I miss anything? Hmm. No, that's, alphabet that's all suit? the alphabets. Yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, we also have with us today a guest host. Uh, this is uh, this is kind of a big deal. Um, Rob Kling is the vice president of uh, client services and a co-founder of Corporate Tax Advisors Inc. Based here in Atlanta, um, Rob is uh, has worked in in uh, specialized tax industry for over ten years. And basically, what it is, Rob manages our uh, uh, their their inside sales. Uh, and client engagements for 179D R&D and cost segregation clients. Now that's a mouthful of words. Well, it's a fancy term for a marketer. He's a marketer. Yeah. For the 179D. Now that's special. It says too, a lot right? to say nothing. Well, this is a lot to say nothing, but I mean, what are we talking about though? 179D's got something to do with green energy. Green energy. And taxes. Everything comes back to taxes. Well, I mean, taxes are kind of the gatekeeper, as I talk to my clients. Uh, you know, here's here's the thing. My job is, as the chief investment officer at Hensler Financial, I'm here to try to help people make money. Mm-hmm. The problem is, when I do it and the client finds out, oh, goodness, my tax, uh, my taxable account, my brokerage account, trust, whatever it is, has made money, and I don't want you to sell that. And what I'm telling them is, you know what, there might be a problem. we got a situation with Johnson & Johnson. Maybe GE happened to you a couple of years ago. It could be a Boeing thing where you're starting to get litigation, there's a problem, and I tell them to sell it. What are they going to tell me? Yeah, but I don't want to take the taxes. 
So you got a few choices, right? Mm-hmm. Either wait and let it lose money, and now you don't have to pay tax. Not a good choice when you only have to give 20% of the gain away. Uh, or, you know, you can go into other things. You could pass on yeah. and uh, give it to your give it to your kids or Step up in basis on death. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sell the company. Or you sell it. You pay the tax. Mm-hmm. You use the proceeds to either buy something else or go spend it in Vegas. I mean, wherever you spend your money. Uh, but you know what? The options outside of just selling it and doing whatever really aren't that bad. I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but, uh, you know, that's about as steeped in taxes I generally get. Although I have taken a uh, CPA exam or two, um, hadn't hadn't quite made it there uh, these days. But uh, as we go along, Rob will uh, flesh us out on some 179D, green energy, uh, and, and maybe various other ways that you can uh, save on your tax bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a hot topic, obviously, in the last couple of years. We've had a lot of changes there. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the S&P 500, as we always do in this first segment of our show. Um, Over the last five days, the market's up. Anytime you ask me, I always am going to tell you, is the market up or down? Yes, absolutely. It's going to be up because two-thirds of the days in the year, the market is up. Now, that's not every year, but on average. Two out of three days, the market's going to be positive. So uh, last five days, we've uh, gained 1.8% in the S&P 500. Uh, Materials has uh, actually led 6.72%. On the other end, communication services, we had a change last year um, in that uh, particular sector, but uh, negative 2.67. If you look at number two, utilities, number three, real estate, there's a whole lot of stuff at the top of the list here. That is uh, interest rate sensitive. So what's been going on in the interest rate world? Well, the two, uh, the the 10-year Treasury has fallen over the last couple of weeks from about 2.34% to 2.11 as we record today. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot. It's 0.2%, but guess what? It makes a huge difference, um, and it makes a big difference in. Uh, investors, if you have invested in uh, fixed income, bonds, uh, you've done all right. Uh, but if you've invested in the markets, unless you're heavily steeped in those utilities over the last few days. Which is what you did, right? Yeah, you, you, oh, you, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if, it was the, if it was the right move in <laughs> retrospect, that's what I did. Yeah, sure. If you don't believe it, you can ask me. I'll tell you the same thing every time. So if you look year to date, uh, the market's up 13.28%. That's without... Uh, dividends, so just the price appreciation. You look, information technology, year-to-date, still the big winner, 19.83%. Real estate up 19.55. That That's a bit of a weird situation as well, but I tell you, when I look at some of these deals in the market for uh, multifamily housing, uh, apartment complexes basically, right. the price on those things has just skyrocketed. Um, industrials are up 16%. You look at the far end, the negative side, What's worst? Uh, healthcare, 3.82. It's still positive, though. Why is that, you think, with uh, the raising healthcare costs and, and everything you hear in the market? And well, I'm there's, surprised to see that. Yeah, if you look politically on both sides of the aisle, uh, profits are a bit under pressure in healthcare, and that's the way it's been for a while. Uh, you know, the big boost that healthcare got a few years ago, believe it or not, was from, I, I call it socialized medicine, but we were moving to. 
uh, situation where everyone was required. This is, again, one of those tax things, right? Don't we get a right. document in the mail that tells us, you know, make sure to give this to your tax advisor to prove that you had health insurance? But we forced a lot of folks on the rolls of health care, and that would be in this sector. When it rolled off, uh, you see just a bit of a correction there. So the folks that uh, that uh, maybe couldn't afford it but had to buy it anyway or didn't want to buy it but were forced to do it anyway are now kind of rolling off in, in the uh, aftermath of that. So that's been the overlying uh, headwind to, to uh, health care in the last few years. Um, energy's down there at 5.46. Man, have we seen some serious volatility in energy. Uh, we had seen uh, some of the prices get up over 70 uh, in the last few months, and uh, we had a big uh, release this week that uh, told us that supply for energy was a bit overdone, so uh, you, you saw that cause a pullback in the price of uh, oil. So what is the reason utilities is spiking? Yeah, so when you have lowering interest rates, you know, the, the price on a bond actually goes just the opposite of yields. So when yields fall, the price goes up. Well, okay. utilities work in a similar manner, only it's with their dividend. So when you see the, the uh, interest rates lower, you see that dividend go down a little bit too. So the price, they, they somewhat compete with bonds right. is probably the best way to describe it. So you wind up with, uh, you know, a lot of folks will move out of, other equities into those utilities, and, and that's what you get there. Uh, you look at the one year, the numbers are not near as robust as we see in the 12 in the year to date. Uh, markets only up 2.43% in the last 12 months, and this again is not including dividends. And a lot of that is the energy that I was just talking about. Energy's down 19.78% in the last 12 months. Uh, you look at the top of the list again, utilities up 25%. When is it that you ever see earnings growth in utilities grow like that? You wow. don't, and you didn't yeah. hear either. It's you know it's like three to four percent growth in in uh, earnings. But the fact that you know what the the question you just asked, Rob, is uh, is pertinent to uh, what we're seeing in the market. So utilities, real estate, and consumer staples. Generally considered uh, very um, defensive positions, all are doing quite well. 25% on utilities, 169 on real estate, and 16.1 on consumer staples. Healthcare, another one, 6.47, and that was the fourth in line. So triple-digit gains in the first three and 6.47 on the next. Uh, accompanying energy at the bottom of the list is materials and financials, as well as industrials, all Three of those, including energy, so four, uh, are negative in the uh, in the last 12 months. Uh, we got some other information we can run through real quick. Personal income has uh, has improved. Uh, savings rate has improved as well. Uh, nothing great here to talk about. You know, really, we still have consumer sentiment that's positive. It's a little less positive than it was, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But um, reality is uh, inflation concepts are coming back down just a little bit, inflation right. expectations for uh, consumers. But uh, the one that probably bothers me the most is the ISM Manufacturing Index. Uh, fell from 52.8 in April to 52.1 in May. Anything above 50 is still a positive, but uh, reality is, these numbers aren't real strong, and you don't get into recessionary territory until you get down around 49, so or 42.9. But 
anything below 50 would be uh, not not indicative of growth within that uh, particular market. The reason it bothers me so much, it is highly uh, correlated with economic growth. All right, well, I'm going to take a real quick break, and uh, when we come back, i got a dog of the week for you. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. Actually, the dog of the week this week is more like an ox. What does that mean? Well, I got this uh, story off of Reuters, and the only reason I like it so much is because it's talking about predicting the future. And in Cambodia, they have this uh, annual tradition where they um, they try to predict how the harvest is going to be the agricultural harvest, and they're not alone. Uh, this happens in Thailand and Myanmar as well. So uh, if you're ever over there this time of year, I mean, check out uh, some of the crazy, um, uh, they make a big, like a fair out of it. They've got uh, special robes that the king wears and the king shows up to the ceremony. But anyway, in Phnom Penh, uh, Cambodia's royal oxen this week predicted a plentiful harvest of rice, the country's biggest crop, at an annual plowing ceremony this past Wednesday. Um, if you're wondering what else might be predicted and, and how this all works, uh, what they do is they set out bowls for various things. They have corn, rice, water, beans, uh, and wine, and maybe a whole lot more. Whatever the ox eats most of, that's what they think they're going to have a big crop of. So in this year, I think we lost um, to the to the. There's more than one. We had 85% of the rice being eaten, um, and the beans, and then 90% of the corn. Now, sounds very practical. I mean, uh, you, you're I mean, doing that in the research is, department, right? This is absolutely logical. Now, I took it one step further. I went beyond this article to find others. Since it is an annual thing, they just started it back in 1994, and I mean started it back in 1994. Right. They had done away with it when they had a civil war. They had a nasty civil war in Cambodia, did away with, killed, uh, you know, when the uh, Viet, who was it? No, that was, uh, it's going to before my, my mind. Before 94 was before you. Wow, John, you're younger than I thought. Uh, anyway, so what would happen is, <clears throat> you know, they had a civil war, so they did away with it, but they brought it back in 94, so that it helps the people understand exactly where they think, uh, you know, the future's going to go. The king a few years ago, back in 2014, didn't attend the event, so there's a little drama behind this. Why didn't he attend? Because uh, the astrologers who actually put this show on um, didn't, uh, they, they didn't predict the previous year's flooding that actually killed 56 <laughs> people. And uh, he was really mad, sense. so he made his son go. Nice. And his son got to ride the oxen into the ring and, you know, put them up to the bowl. Now, you might be wondering mm -hmm. what happens if the oxen drink water. Well, that means flooding. Flood. And if they drink wine? War. Anybody. No, that's part of it war and every other thing bad that could ever happen. So 
uh, you know, they have uh, they have a lot of different gods in Cambodia, and, and some of them, you know, this is a, an old tradition. Same ancient, ox, same ox every year. Or? I, I might, well, they they are uh, royal oxen, so yeah. I, I'm not sure how that gets determined. I would assume <laughs> bloodlines, and uh, you know, they probably don't import any of these oxen. I, I'm sure that it's from similar bloodlines, but you know, that's not the way we do it here at Hanson Financial. We do not try to predict the financial no markets by no no oxen. We don't even let, let the analysts determine it by eating, you know, whether they ate at Burger King or McDonald's doesn't make us buy one stock or the other. You know, you go out, get crazy and order in, and uh, next thing you know, you're buying Uber Eats. No, but we don't do it that way. Everybody knows you use blue tick hounds, right? Blue tick, oh my word. I know where this is going, John. So why don't you just go ahead? <laughs> let, let us hear what it is that your, hound, that your uh, hounds are Italian to. Of course, the Tennessee Vols. You know, I just love the fact that the the dog of the week is you know the negative connotation behind that. I just I find that humorous. Being a Tennessee Vol fan, I mean everybody loves a dog, but you know we all know what we mean when we say this is the dog of the week. It's not a good thing usually, although we have had some that were pretty interesting. I, I had a real dog of the week one time where. Uh, there was a Labrador Retriever that actually had been taught by his owner to ride the bus. He he knew exactly where to get off at the dog park, so he would he would the the bus driver would let him on without fare, which is amazing these days. Uh, but he'd let the dog on. He'd ride like six blocks, get off at the dog park, hang out at the dog park until the owner got out of work and would meet him there. I mean, there's some there's some pretty cool stories about dogs. Uh, yeah, I just saw one a few weeks ago about a dog that was found a hundred yard or a hundred miles offshore, you know, of Australia or somewhere. It's in the South Pacific. It wow. was uh, pretty amazing. I like to talk about a good hound once in a while. But hey, oxen that can predict the future. I mean, why in the world? This is more do? than just a financial show. Well, I mean, you know, it all ties in. I, you know, I'm I'm not quite that big, and I don't have horns right. quite yet, but. Um, they, they try, try to make to it more interesting by not talking about taxes all the time. But. Yeah, speaking of taxes, why don't we get into this? Uh, we have a situation we wanted to talk about this week, especially since Rob's on here. And by the Thank way, you. let's uh, let's go through this again. Uh, Rob Kling is our, our uh, guest host this week. He is the vice president of client services and the co-founder of Corporate Tax Advisors, Inc., mm-hmm. uh, based here in Atlanta. Uh, Rob's worked with uh, spe- specialized tax industry um, for over 10 years and uh, manages the uh, inside sales team and client engagements for 179D. So, you know, normal people. Mm -hmm. I don't include CPAs in that, by the way. Normal. Neither do we. Yeah, what is the 179D? I know you told us something about green energy. Uh, This is is a way you can lower your tax bill. Well, let let me correct you on one point. I'm based here in Atlanta. Our company is actually based in Huntsville. Okay. Alabama, where the majority of our, our staff is. How about that? I made so, a mistake. It's uh, yeah. It doesn't happen often. So we're a mix of UGA, Auburn, Alabama, pretty much everyone in between. What, are we just going to have a fight here? <laughs> hey, they represent everybody. I didn't, br- I didn't bring Mike yeah. for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, the 179D is a, uh, it's a building uh, deduction for uh, architects. Uh, engineers can take uh, deduction as well. It's basically to push uh, green energy. Uh, there's three components to the deduction. Uh, it's a full dollar eighty if you qualify for the HVAC, uh, the lighting, uh, and the building envelope. Uh, you, let me back you up a little second. Sure. You said a full dollar eighty deduction 80. per square foot uh, for all qualifying components. 
Okay. Um, and the, the compelling part about it is that it, it's a non-cash deduction for the designers. So, right. so it's a dollar eighty per square foot, but it doesn't exclude you from having to actually spend the dollar eighty. So, if the architect is hired and builds an energy-efficient uh, facility, then and if, let's just say, for example, a hundred thousand square feet, then they could qualify for a hundred eighty thousand dollar deduction without spending a hundred eighty thousand dollars. So that's okay. really the Right, where you get the benefit. So All even a right, dollar so eighty can add up. How yeah. about that? Rob is a is a guy that's a a tax guy who can actually explain things to the common man and make him understand. A dollar eighty discount on a building is uh, pretty good stuff, right? Well, yeah. especially for an architect who's already getting paid for the job and yeah. then getting an additional deduction on top of that. So it doesn't win-win. have to be the owner of the building, the person that's building it. It's it's to the architect who designs well, the building, or well, if you own the building. Uh, yourself, you can take the deduction as okay. the taxpayer, uh, but because the governments obviously don't pay uh, taxes, they want to you know push it to the designer to get the incentive. So basically, it pushes the you know the, pushes the designer to uh, improve lighting and HVAC to certain standards. So if I understand that correctly, if I were to be hired, this is not going to happen. But if I were to be hired to design a government building, and right. I went in and I made sure that green lighting was used. To, is there a limit? Is there, you know, you got to... Yeah, there's a certain standard. You okay. have to improve the energy by 50%. Okay. And it's an so ASHRAE standard. So energy use improved by 50%. As long as I hit that in the design, even if it's on a government building, I, as the designer, the engineer... They pass the, it on to the I, designer. Right. So so I could claim that deduction. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, and you're finding it being widely used, I assume? Uh, previous to 2018, it was uh, very popular with, with A&E firms. But unfortunately, they have not renewed it yet for uh, tax year 2018 and beyond. Uh, we believe that it's in the, the new disaster bill that is, is passed by Congress recently, just waiting for, for Trump to sign it. Okay. And it extends it for 2018 and also for 2019. Okay. And we're not sure if the, the standards have changed, but we know that the uh, law is going to be extended uh, for two more years. Okay, so extending it for 2018 would make it so that anybody, any company who's basically put off their final tax. If they've extended, they might uh, be able to get it into yeah. a return. Or Correct. I guess they could always redo their taxes. They right? could amend. Yeah. yeah. Right, and well, I mean, for the business owner, this is a deduction that speeds up something that normally would be over you know, the, a longer life. So a building might be depreciated over 39 years you know, by using this this. Uh, incentive, you know, they could speed up part of that deduction in year one. So right. that, that's where the benefit from the business owner. All right. And I know you've got a pile of these things, a lot more ways that an individual or a business really more in this context uh, can save on taxes. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to talk about many of those, but why don't we take a real quick break? We're a little bit early, but uh, we'll go ahead and do that. When we come back, we'll talk some more taxes uh, hopefully everybody's not falling asleep yet, uh, especially if they're driving down the road. I mean, that could really cause a John's mess. dozing off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, it, if it's boring, John, it's got to be the most boring thing in the world. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. This is Money Talks. Yeah, 
We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with uh, John Dixon, who is a CPA, CFP, CVA. What does all that mean? He's an accountant who can do business valuations and plan for your financial future. What a guy. And he can even talk about 179D. One-stop shop, right? Uh, I mean, one-stop shop for just about everything. I mean, can we get a Slurpee over here? (laughs) No, maybe not. All right, we also have uh, with us Rob Kling. um, And uh, I want to let you guys know, you can contact us. In fact, we love to answer listener questions. Uh, You can get in touch with us on our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166. The way this works, you give us a call. Listen to our recording, leave your own uh, recording, including the question you have. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Now, if you'd rather talk to a human being, you can call in, ask, uh, tell them you've got a question for the radio show. You'll be in contact shortly with uh, Kelly Lynn, our producer, and uh, Kelly Lynn will answer or listen to your question. She'll make sure that it gets to the right folks, and we'll have it answered on the air. Um if you don't want to talk to anybody, don't want to use your phone, you can email us at Dr. Gene. Well, I guess you could email through your phone as well. Uh, but you can find us at drgeneinsler.com. Uh, that would be at D-R-G-E-N-E at Hensler, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Now, I think that I forgot to tell them the phone number when I said you could call and contact Kelly Lynn. That number is 770-429-9166. And the other significance of that is if you wanted to talk specifically about your situation, you can use that number, 770-429-9166, to call and ask for John Dixon. And John can uh, get you all straightened out on everything but the Slurpee, it sounds like. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I know somebody. Oh, you got you got a source? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, it probably could find a Red Bull knowing John. That's right, uh, or a monster. A monster energy, yeah. I'm not trying to advertise for one and not the other, uh, and really not trying to advertise for either. It's just uh, John's preference. Anyway, if you would like to talk to Rob Kling, who is our guest host today, uh, you can email him at robk at corporatetaxadvisors.com. Uh, that's R-O-B-K at you can spell it out. Just don't use any uh, spaces, but it's corporatetaxadvisors.com. Uh, you could also contact him at uh, 256-970-7129. That's it. Uh, extension, you told me a minute ago. 006. 006. So uh, that's how you can get in touch with Rob. Um, so, guys, when we last spoke, we were talking about the 179D, about uh, green energy. Uh, if you've got a designer that uh, wanted to design a building or engineers that wanted to uh, help in that design, and they can save 50% of uh, energy costs by using green energy, uh, then they can actually qualify for uh, a significant $1.80 per square foot um, deduction deduction on their taxes. Uh, that being the case, we know there's others out there. Uh, let us have it. Well, the research and development tax credit is the most lucrative tax credit uh, that's out there. It's a dollar for dollar uh, against your your tax owed, so and, it's and better who, than a deduction. Who would benefit from this? It's again business owners. Well, manufacturing companies have been taking the R&D credit since the early 80s when it was established. Uh, recently, in 2003, they changed the laws to allow uh, engineers, 
architects, even construction companies, to take the credit. Uh, they removed the discovery test, which meant you had to discover a, a pharmaceutical drug or, or a computer or you know create an iPhone. Uh, they took the discovery test out and they replaced it with what the, they called the four-part test. Uh, and if you pass the four-part test, uh, even if you're an engineer or an architect or even a construction company that does you know value engineering in-house, you can now take the R&D tax credit. So uh, it's beginning to gain steam with the A&E companies. Uh, manufacturers know they've been taking this credit for 30 years. So Rob, please tell me that the four-part test, because I'm going to ask you just how this works. <laughs> Tell me it's not something you learned in college when you're trying to get in a fraternity or something. No, it has nothing to do oh, with good. Bunsen burners, lab oh, coats, cool, yeah. lighters. How much you can drink until you pass out. None correct, of those. Correct. Yeah. So no oxen either. No oxen. <laughs> yeah, I could have predicted that. All right, you like what I did there? Yeah, I, did. Yeah, I thought you yeah. would. Uh, so, uh, John, do you have anything to add to that, or uh, would you like to go through the four-part test if there's anything it could? Well, I, I just say that what I usually tell clients is something where you think about something you're going over, uh, reiterating something. You know, if you're if you're creating something and going over and testing it, and you have to recreate something, doing it again, um, you know, that that's a situation where you know a design and build company, um, you have a an engineering firm or something that's putting in some kind of system and, and the first shot of it doesn't work and you got to go back to the drawing board it's not necessarily like rob mentioned you know having a lab you know guys in lab coats um it's just kind of re redoing the process you know where you're having to redo the process over and over again um, so you're telling me thomas edison when he had a thousand iterations of the incandescent light bulb could have probably written all of those off gotten credits correct and gotten credits until he got the one that would work and then he got a patent as well. And the great thing in Georgia is we actually have the R&D credit in Georgia too, so you could qualify for the federal credit as well as the state credit. So Correct. It's, okay. you're, you're double dipping there. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's even better. And and uh, what level of savings are we talking about on taxes? Georgia there? credit is a 10% credit and the federal is 20%. 20%, all right, which that's going to be big. But it's, it's, it's a little confusing at some point. You need to establish a, a base period and average up gross receipts and so forth. So uh, yeah. All of our clients, we, we do uh, assessment calls. Uh, we run a, a free uh, assessment just to make sure that there is a credit available, what the credit is, if you can have the ability to go back three years uh, plus the current year. So you could do a four-year R&D tax credit study yeah. um, if you if you you know, had the dollars available. Wanted to deal with it that Correct. way. Correct. And, right. and that's one great benefit we've provided for new clients is, you know, we'll, we'll and even with the CPA, CVA, and CFP, you know, this... Uh, everybody <laughs> loves a bragger, John. <laughs> <laughs> this particular benefit is something that I leave to, to the, the specialized experts in this, and that's why we, we utilize CTA for this, and they'll do the free analysis for the client. Um, they'll come back with the estimated benefit, the client can make the decision whether or not we go back and how many years we go back and, and what's the, the benefit going to look like. Um, so it's something from a federal and state standpoint that can add up pretty quickly and, and help win a new client for that. For that there matter. you go. Yeah. And um, uh, it sounds like, I mean, you know, you you had me, I was following it, and then Rob, you started talking all that stuff about uh, after the after the thing. It sounds like you need an advisor, a, a good tax advisor mm -hmm. when you start doing this. If you are in those types of businesses where you create a product, whether it be a design build, as you said, John, or manufacturing, or, you know, even the engineering and, and design, um, it'd be worthwhile to check out, you know, how you might uh, 
save in creating a new process or a new is is it the process or is it the new product i mean is is i would assume that that's probably part of it as well right mm-hmm. or it could be projects yeah okay so an individual you just a, a, a portion of the ultimate outcome uh in in your business right right yeah all right so you mentioned another one the you, cost you segregation studies precisely so why don't we talk about that one, and we might have to take a break shortly, but uh, let's get started. I mean, people are revved up. Uh, the tax talk is going on. <laughs> it's exciting. I'm so excited, I'm almost awake. <laughs> and uh, you guys, uh, I mean, y'all, y'all are blowing me away here. So let's talk about some cost segregation and how that works and how it benefits taxpayers, especially businesses. Well, the cost, cost segregation studies is ultimately where you're, you're going in and carving out the cost associated with the purchase of, of a building uh, in order to speed up the deductions of that building. So if you go out and you buy um, a, a manufacturer facility and the sales price is $6 million, obviously that $6 million is, is associated with a lot of different things in the structure of that building. Sure. So the cost segregation study, the engineers go in and they carve those costs out into five-year, seven-year, 15-year uh, property lives so that depreciation is is recognized a lot faster than if you just put the, the full price on the books and depreciate it over the long life. Of so the, we're talking about taking the building – and its underlying parts. So the building itself is going to be segregated and then depreciated at a certain schedule at a certain time, right? Correct. And then what else will we have? I mean, we, we're not talking about office furnitures and fixtures, are we? Or are we well, you could about, be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's, that's part of the purchase. And the then you plumbing have system, the, the machinery, the electrical, the electrical that's specific to the, the machinery. Um, again, this is where we leave it to the experts at, at corporate tax advisors, and, and they go in with the engineers and do the studies. But I, I know enough of it to, to be dangerous. Right. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Danger. Well, that's why we staff engineers. Even though our company is corporate tax advisors, we do have CPAs on staff. We also have tax attorneys on staff. The majority of our staff are process engineers that go out uh, when we do R&D studies to do interviews, when they go out to do a 179D site visit. Uh, you know, they take pictures, make sure that the – the lighting is up to the, the ASHRAE standards, and same thing with the cost segregation. So you All need right. a you need to have a certified engineer to do the analysis, and then of course once we are done with our report, then we'll hand that off to John, and he'll put that into uh, the tax returns. Yeah, sounds exciting. I mean, <laughs> not really, but you know, maybe. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this topic right. and uh, and maybe flesh out others if you got them. If you're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. All right. When you're pregnant, you start reading about the cost of having a baby. When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401k, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. When you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz studies, he moves back home with you and you have to support him. When you have to support him, you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. 
Stop investing without a plan and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. John, you liking that? I did. You know, that kind of reminded me of a a joke I heard the other day. What's Logical steps. What do you call a three-hump camel? Three-hump camel? I don't know. I'm afraid that. Pregnant. <laughs> there you go. I guess. I mean, we're we're gonna go into dad joke mode. I mean, I just thought I'd throw it out there after. Yeah. After, you you want to hear my favorite dad joke? I mean, since we're here. Yeah. Sure. Let's. What happens if you don't pay your? Um, oh goodness, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up now because I can't remember. If if you get uh, possessed, you got to go out and hire exorcist. Uh, if you don't pay the exorcist, what happens? What? You get repossessed. <laughs> Come on. Favorite joke ever. That's intoxicating. Oh, my God. Here we go. So John broke this out on us when we were uh, at the break. Um, said that uh, all this talk has got him intoxicated. I hope that no one else suffers from the mental problem that is intoxication. Unless you are studying to be a CPA or something. I, you know, common folks, it's like I said, you know, halfway through this conversation, I can understand some of the logical things. Um, but at the end of the game, you guys start talking again, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't keep up anymore. It's like skitching behind a, a Porsche in the snow or something. I don't know. It's uh, you, you lose track and fall down sooner or later. All right, guys, so when we left, we've already covered uh, the 179D, which is green energy, which will right. save you a buck eighty per square foot, uh, whether you be the building owner, whether you be the, the designer, uh, engineer that goes in and deals with it. Right. Um, Rob Kling's here with us, and he says that uh, his company, is, uh, is they specialize in this. We do. Hires uh, engineers to go in and make sure that... Uh, that you're all good to go when you're when you're going to claim these uh, these sorts of uh, deductions on your taxes. Uh, then we went into R&D. Uh, manufacturing companies could get a great benefit from that. We covered uh, segmentation. Is that right? Cost segregation. Cost segregation. Yeah. Cost segregation See there, studies. I wasn't paying attention again. You're just a I little intoxicated. Uh, no, I was not intoxicated. <laughs> I'll assure you that I'm immune to that. I will not get intoxicated. Uh, I, I don't I don't study it that much to to get intoxicated. You're just chillaxing over there. I uh, maybe I, I'm probably closer to chillaxing than I am in talk intoxicated. <laughs> I'll assure you of that. But uh, anyway, did you guys have anything you want to talk about to wrap that topic up? Yeah, I'll just mention too one uh, the the cost segregation studies. Uh, the last couple of years, we've had clients come in and with the uh, rental properties. You know, the rental properties and I utilize the cost segregation studies for the for the rentals, uh, beach condos or beach houses and things that they have. You know, real estate's become really popular the last few years, and so that's something to keep in mind too for those who have rental properties. Yeah. So uh, if you if you don't mind, uh, explain to me again, the layperson, when it comes to to taxation. Uh, so this allows you to depreciate the the uh, property in various, maybe faster ways, so that you can you can lower your um, your tax bill through depreciation, right? That's correct. And even if you placed it in service in a prior year, 
uh, you can file a change of accounting method and take a catch-up for all the depreciation. So it doesn't have to be something you purchased you know, in the current tax year. It could be something you purchased in a prior tax year, and CTA will go in and do the cost segregation study, and then you get a catch-up in all that depreciation expense for the years, the prior years that you missed uh, under those shorter-lived lives uh, for depreciation purposes. Okay. And then right. one other thing, the uh, CTA also backs up their their studies uh, in case of audit too. So that's another you know great reason why we use them. There you uh, go. So if you're if you're audited, you know they'll support the the, the defense. They will. Okay. Awesome. Also, if you own a building uh, and you want to take the cost segregation benefit, uh, you would be advised to also look at the 1790 benefit at the same time. Because you can take a 179D benefit as well as the cost segregation. So how would that work? You go in and, and kind of do some reconstruction, some upgrades to lower the the uh, energy. Costs. Yeah, if you make improvements to to an existing building, or if it's a new building, you can uh, take the 179D benefit so as well. So those last two sound like something an individual, as long as they were an investor in a uh, maybe a rental property, could actually benefit from, right? Could be. Yeah. All right. So uh, good stuff. We uh, we covered quite a few business aspects and then uh, right there at the end we got an individual maybe i am intoxicated see i can't even say it can't even say it really don't want to john i gotta be honest with you buddy um i mean i always talk about uh, the accountants and kind of make fun of you well if you were intoxicated you'd probably be in the tax department then if you're passionate about taxes like i am then like the other folks in our department it'd be you are passionate and you you drive them to be passionate or I don't know, maybe just maintain their insanity by <laughs> acting crazy like you do. I'm not sure exactly. Whatever what works, it is. right? Yeah, I guess <laughs> your methods might be questionable, but it's still working, right? That's right. Uh, Ed, I mean, before we leave it, I got to make fun of accountants one last time. You know uh, yes. the difference between an introvert accountant and an extrovert accountant, John. I'm sure I've told you this before. I, I think I have heard this oh, before. Let's hear it. Okay, uh, an introvert tax tax uh, advisor looks at their shoes when they talk to you. An extrovert tax advisor looks at your shoes when they talk to you. <laughs> That's the big difference right there. All right, I've got some other questions. Uh, if you wanted to get your questions to us, you can call us at 770-429-9166. That's where you can also reach John Dixon uh, in our tax department at Hensler. Um, and uh, you can also use our uh, question hotline, 1-855-429-9166, or you can email us, drgene at hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, one of the questions we got this week was from uh, Theo from Shamley. Um, Goldman Sachs is down a bit from a year ago, eh, a little bit, uh, and it's still projected to grow in uh, the next year. Uh, is this a good time to buy? I think it uh, it is because I'd be getting in now while it's lower, but my girlfriend thinks it's not worth it because the one-year target price is less than what it was a year ago. Uh, I don't see how that matters. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, those target prices are just an analyst's guess. Uh, it's probably a little bit better than letting your ox tell you what's <laughs> going to happen in the agricultural sure. industry for the next year, but the reality is... None of us can really predict predict the future, and and um, when the prediction falls, it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. You you look at it maybe relative. It's it's one of many factors that I would in, uh, insist on knowing. The one that I like the most is uh, 
long-term growth, and that's usually a three to five-year number, 6.74%. is what I'm seeing as far as long-term growth expectations for um, for uh, Goldman Sachs. The thing that I would say is the timing is terrible. And the reason that I say that is, uh, you know, Goldman Sachs makes most of its money on transactions, M&A, uh, mergers and acquisitions. They walk people through uh, that time in their business where they're either trying to sell it, gain new money, uh, launch an IPO, things like that. And I really think that we're going to see a significant slowdown in that if what I'm seeing economically comes through. Uh, Rob, you asked me at one of the breaks about uh, uh, yield uh, changes and, and maybe the yield curve. When yields decline, it's as a as a reaction to economic growth slowing. The reason that the Fed brings them down is just because of that, trying to juice the market. Uh, we've got uh, uh, our options indicator is showing that uh, we're very likely to have potentially three interest rate cuts this year. That's new just in the last few weeks. Uh, we were pushed yeah. out to January early. Now we're looking at September for the potential, 94% potential, according to the options market, that we'll have a significant decline. Folks, that's all the time we have to answer your questions. Uh, I'm saying, again, you know, don't buy Goldman Sachs. But the market's going to be up this week. Definitely going to be up. Thanks, there Troy. You go. Yeah. Money Talks will be back next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.